Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And hello friends to our headline news edition of Season 3, Episode 2 of Sendition on September 26, 2021. We have three super duper interesting stories and even better takes, so let's get into it. So our first story of today is China's crackdown on cryptocurrencies. So the ban had actually started in May, but China has begun enforcing the restrictions even more this week. On Friday, Bitcoin and other dropped as Chinese investors began drawing out of the market. Bitcoin fell almost 6% to $42,124.73, and other, the second largest cryptocurrency, fell 8% to $2,894.36. This happened after the People's Bank of China, or PBOC, said in a Q&A that all crypto-related activities are now illegal. Trading, order matching, and even overseas exchanges are strictly prohibited. One of China's main concerns with cryptocurrency is that digital currency mining, which is an energy-intensive operation that validates transactions and produces new coins, will hurt global environmental goals. The PBOC has banned banks and non-bank payment institutions, such as Alibaba affiliate Ant Group, from cryptocurrency-related services. Back in July, Beijing shut down a software company because of its continued involvement in cryptocurrency exchanges. Vijay Ayar, head of Asia-Pacific at Luno, which is a digital currency exchange company, said that China's position on cryptocurrency is nothing really new. However, the difference is that China's changes are now big enough to pressure the market. Investors had already been unhappy with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission's taking a tougher stance on cryptocurrencies recently. Yeah, I mean, I agree with uh, AR. I think China has been not a huge fan of cryptocurrency. I mean, in general, they're not a huge fan of something they of things they cannot control. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. However, I I mean, I think the criticism against crypto in china's point like saying things like bitcoin right are -hmm. not environmentally friendly is pretty valid i think for most people that you're like oh like i thought crypto's online i did too but apparently (laughs) i obviously i'm not a crypto expert or even like a crypto amateur all i know is that crypto mining like in general requires these huge sets of supercomputers right and Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys have seen this stuff but it's like a huge warehouse and the warehouse is just filled with stacks of these black boxes like black techie boxes with lots Mm -hmm. of plugs and whatnot those are all the computers right it's currently it's running and you know you need electricity and electricity needs energy and energy comes from fossil fuels whatnot solar power hydropower and that's what they mean when they say crypto is not environmentally friendly well i didn't know it took that much effort and resources to mine crypto because before i was like oh it's just all online but online also comes with a price which i was not certain about Mm -hmm. at all (laughs) yeah and in terms of like the environmental stuff, it is definitely concerning because from the especially from people who 
or supporters of crypto. Uh, they kind of mm-hmm. see it as, or especially the early pioneers, I would say, they saw it as a sort of golden state or like something to break the system of our current currency, right? Mm-hmm. Because it couldn't be controlled by other governments. And, I mean, it was made, like, it's just... I, I don't know if you guys have seen this meme, but, like, crypto is basically money, like, imaginary money that mm-hmm. was made through an imaginary mine by mm-hmm. this <laughs> random nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, that's a huge simplification, and there are many benefits of crypto. It's not but, just like, I think that's a good... Nerds. A very accurate very simple representation of what crypto really is yeah so in terms of like because it's not tied to any country right it's not viewed very fondly by countries especially from china because their recent crackdown obviously reflects their distaste yeah and in terms of like talking in terms of like talking about hope i think Crypto, especially in like because its production is not environmentally friendly, mm-hmm. I think is kind of like it takes the risk of heading to like just be the I, I'm going to rephrase this later, but be the power instead of um, overturn the system. Right. Because right now, a lot of corporations and big, powerful things, a big, powerful things are the main causes of our environmental damage mm. right and I, there's this phrase like it's not what is it it's like a revolution is meant to overturn the system while a coup is just meant to like kind of be this like just run the system right mm. i don't know if you guys have watched cruella but not yet i don't i don't think this will spoil it for you okay good but <laughs> A main thing is, like, Cruella is, like, a new and budding fashion designer, right? And her right, designs right. are different. And she has, like, this view of... that she's, Like, she's not from their, their classic, like, rich, wealthy, educated fashion designers, right? She's just mm-hmm. this random girl. And it gives the sense of, like, a revolution. Like, they're going to overturn this, like, overturn the fashion system in that world. But what actually happens is that she just becomes the head. She doesn't change the system. Oh, so it's like a coup instead. Yeah, I don't think it's a coup. Like, um, But it's not quite a revolution either. Like in Corella, crypto is not, like I said, runs the risk of not overturning the system, but just being part of the system. Mm-hmm. So our second story for today is that the U.S. could be reaching its debt ceiling soon. So the federal government is, yet again, reaching the debt limit, meaning Congress will have to vote to raise that lim- uh, the debt limit soon. Back in 2011 and 2013, the U.S. and specifically the Republicans in Congress had a pretty bad experience with the debt limit back um, to the point where the U.S. almost went into default. And the Republicans had to partner with Democrats to raise that debt ceiling. The federal government now needs to raise that ceiling again, and they need at least 10 GOP votes in order to pass the raise. But Republicans have already made it clear they will not support 
the increase. So before we get into our analysis, we want to talk about what the debt ceiling is. So the debt ceiling is basically just a limit on how much the federal government can be in debt. Pretty self-explanatory. So how did we have a debt ceiling in the first place? Congress had actually created the debt ceiling back in 1917 at the beginning of World War I, and it was set at a measly $1 billion. Um, at that time, it was like a completely random number because since back then, $1 billion was worth twice as much as it was now, so it covered what they needed. But in 1939, with World War II, Congress decided to alter the debt ceiling again to give the Treasury more leeway. The latest limit was set in 2017 with $22 trillion. So a question is probably like, what happens if Congress does not raise the limit? The Treasury can do its own thing and move money around for a few weeks to cover shortage in cash flow. However, this solution is just temporary. And in fact, this Treasury stated that their methods can only last us till October, which is basically next month. It is in a few days. This means oh, yeah. the government cannot pay things like payroll, government purchases, federal obligations, such as Medicare and Social Security. Some of the most pressing things the government needs to pay also include treasury bonds and other securities. That's basically our debt, which are maturing very soon if they're not paid off. This causes a default, which is basically what almost happened back in 2011, 2013. Right now, like the only law, like mid medium term solution is we need to borrow more in order to keep the cash flowing into the government. We spend so much, <laughs> so much money into the world. Yes. I'm not sure why Republicans are so reluctant to increase the debt ceiling, seeing as it's the only solution we have right now because if we don't raise it mm -hmm. then government loses all cash flow and they can't pay for things like social security and medicare which are what like mandatory and also crucial to the u.s citizens yeah i think right now it's mainly obviously republicans in general don't support spending more Mm -hmm. Well, that of course. Right. Yeah. The issue is is also um, the federal like why they're unwilling. I'm pretty sure because uh, if I am not wrong, the federal budget mm -hmm. is ending September thirtieth. Mm -hmm. So that means there's a new budget coming in, mm -hmm. and I think Republicans are pressuring Biden to stop spending as much. Oh. Okay, that doesn't really mean that we can't spend at all. Because, I mean, if they don't vote, if they don't get those 10 GOP votes, then it's literally impossible for them to spend at all. I mean, it's not impossible. Like, the only other choice is to actually cut back our spending. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. especially with COVID, we're spending more than ever, so... COVID and other political international issues i mean this is like the shutdown remember back in yeah with i trump. remember with trump dude that mm -hmm. kind of like made everyone panic quite a bit do you think that'll happen again 
honestly, possibly, I mean, it's, how do I say this? It's just, like, this is really just politics. Like, remember when, mm-hmm. I think back then when Trump was getting, when it was re-election time in 2020, mm-hmm. right? They were, like, Pelosi was kind of holding back on stimulus checks, so, oh, like, right. Trump would have more of a <laughs> the, bad The rep. signatures and stuff, right? And things like that. The what? Remember when she wouldn't let, like, stimulus checks go up because she didn't want Trump's signatures on them? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> this that is was when... really unnecessary. So unnecessary. I mean... <laughs> I mean, people just want their stimulus checks, and you're really, like, pushing them back over a signature. Yeah. I mean, I understand that it's a political game, but mm-hmm. I think it's the wrong time and place to let politics overwhelm. Congress has, like, a few days to pass their bill to increase the cap, so... Maybe they will. Hopefully we don't go into another shutdown like we did, yeah. like, five years ago. Yeah, and it being stuck in the House. I think right now their bill yes. is stuck in the House. Or, no, it passed the House, it's stuck in Senate. Mm-hmm. So. Yay. So our last and final story is about the recent Hong Kong elections and only one candidate that was not aligned with the quote establishment which is basically China's regime was elected amongst the 1500 positions available so this Sunday fewer than 5000 people were eligible to vote and voters chose from a limited number of candidates the candidates were already confirmed of political loyalty and cleared of being a national security threat and the results reflected the extremely predictable Beijing loyalists and pro-establishment candidates won the majority of the vote and next year they will be able to choose almost half of Hong Kong's legislature plus a new leader only two candidates who were not strictly from the establishment ranks were able to run on Tuesday during a press conference Carrie Lam Hong Kong's chief executive rejected criticism about the lack of eligible voters and opposition figures amongst the candidates. She said that, quote, non-patriots, end quote, were not allowed to enter Hong Kong's establishment because they might undermine it. 5,000 people? It hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah, this made oh me God, so 5, sad. people. There's about 6 million people over the age of Hong Kong. So that means only 5,000 people over 6 million were able to vote? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's depressing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 5,000 people. I love key Miss Hong Kong. Like, I've always been like, oh my god, it's been so long since I've gone and I want to go back. However, conditions like this make me not want to go back. <laughs> at all. I and mean- I feel for my family members that live there my dad's side because they have to deal with this bullshit so <sighs> god i remember when the protest just started and i was in china at that time and mm-hmm. i did not know what was going on mm-hmm. do you guys remember the airport being swarmed with people wearing black shirts i think those are pro no Kong. it was the few days before oh like, that wasn't the first protest mm-hmm. no one i was there you were oh, there yeah, like yeah. a little bit before me, right? Yeah. In Hong, you were in China. I was in Hong Kong. 
yeah. That was scary. Yeah, yeah, and then I remember relatives and my parents telling me, don't go out wearing a black, like a pure black or a white shirt. And I was like, oh, why? Because you might get beat up. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I won't wear that now. Because that was oh, when the yeah. protests were like so bad and people were getting into fights. And mm-hmm. police were like targeting people too. So. Yep. It's only gotten worse. Maybe not violence. Because the protests are pretty much done for the majority. But mm-hmm. the aftermath is the horrific part. It's settling in. Yeah. Because I think people are also like tired of fighting and scared to fight too because so many protesters have ended up in prison mm-hmm. and the big like the powerful people that were associated with who were not associated with the establishment excuse me who were pro-democracy were also arrested so. yeah Just this entire story made me so sad when i first read it Well, that's all we have for you guys today, but before we leave you, we still have our Sunday snippet into the past. So, on September 26, 1960, Kennedy and Nixon square off in the first televised presidential debate. And, you know, basically set the president for all the future presidential debates. At that time, uh, John F. Kennedy was the Democratic senator of Massachusetts, and Nixon was the VP of U.S., and they actually met in Chicago in a studio to debate U.S. domestic matters. Mm. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening. And have a great Sunday.